Welcome to the Motherhood Village podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Gonzalez Cumberbatch, and I know firsthand that it takes a village to raise a child, but most importantly, that it takes a village to uplift a mother. A mother's village is necessary and can take up many forms. Consider this podcast as part of your motherhood village. No matter the season of motherhood you're in, every conversation will give you more tools to add to your parenting toolbox, and you'll feel supported, inspired, and uplifted. So let's get into an informative and empowering conversation. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Motherhood Village podcast, a podcast for mothers that want to expand their village, increase their knowledge, and build connections. Today's special guest is Rose Griffin. Rose is a certified speech-language pathologist, a board-certified behavior analyst, a podcast host, and a product developer. She divides her time between a public school and her own private practice, ABA Speech. She is passionate about helping individuals with autism find their voice and become more independent communicators. Welcome, Rose. How are you this evening? Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be on and chat. Me too. So before we jump into the meat and potatoes, let's do my icebreaker round. So what is your favorite book or one that you would like to recommend? Ooh, a book that I really love is Story Brand by Donald Miller. It is a business book that is all about kind of refining your story and just how important story is. I started my online business five years ago. And when you start a business, I mean, I just had an idea for for a product, actually, the Action Builder cards. You're kind of all over the place. But obviously, I have a why um, is why I started it. Really, to start, I started it just because I was passionate about helping autistic learners. And really, I wanted to build a business that was going to be I was going to be able to work around my kids' schedule, which I, this is the first year I've ever been able to do that. I just stepped away from the public schools after 20 years, just a couple months ago. So it's just been very exciting, a very exciting journey. So that book was instrumental for me. That's awesome. I love um, how we can read something, watch something, hear something and can trigger. I think that's the beauty mm-hmm. of all of that, you know, creativity with it. What are the values that guide you and your family? Oh, yeah. You know, our family is just really, we just try to be really active and have open lines of communication. I think that's important. I am a speech therapist, so I probably have a focus on communication. I think that, I don't know if my kids would say, but I I try to be extremely patient. You know, speech language pathologists are extremely, by nature, I think patient people are very optimistic. I'm definitely a half glass full kind of person. I'm definitely an optimist. And I think just having open lines of communication with your family is so very important. So that definitely guides us. And we're really into sports and being active and taking family walks and doing activities together. And that's kind of how I grew up. So I'm trying to model that for my family too. Awesome. How has motherhood transformed you? Oh my goodness. I feel like I always knew I wanted to be a mom. Like that's kind of why I wanted to be a speech therapist because it's a really flexible job. You can, you know, if you want to have a private practice and you want to grow it in, you know, into some millions and millions of dollars, you can. If you want to just see private clients one day a week, you can when your kids are in school. I like having that flexibility to to be able to, you know, be with my children and things like that. So that's that's always been really important to me. And lastly, it takes a village to raise a child and to uplift a mother. Who and what has been a part of your motherhood village? 
Yeah, I mean, definitely my parents. My parents are now in their 80s. Knock on wood, they are healthy. Um, but, you know, my dad's 87. So when I first, we lived in Austin, Texas when we got married. We moved back to Ohio, where I'm from. And so when we moved back, my parents would come up once a week, sometimes twice a week. Wow. Now they come up probably every two or three weeks and they stay the night. So it's been great to have them close. Uh, that's just been such a godsend. And then my in laws, they are probably five to seven hours away. And they come in if we go out of town or we need an overnight babysitter. So they're also retired. And so they come in and um, just that family component has really been so very important for us. I love it. Okay. So now let's get into ABA speech and what inspired you to create it. And why don't you also speak about um, how you became a speech pathologist and does it tie into your motherhood journey? Oh, yeah. You know, so funny. My mom gave me a career test. So my parents are both retired educators and my mom was teaching a career class in high school and I was a senior and she gave me a career test because I really didn't know what I wanted to do. And so it said that I should be a speech therapist. And I had no idea what that was because I never had speech and nobody in my family had had speech therapy. We had a family friend that was a speech therapist and she was older than me. And so she would had her job and her career. And so I went to visit her, I think my freshman year of college, I observed and it was so flexible. She worked with, it was actually her boss I worked with. They worked with older people at a home health visit. We went to a nursing home. We went to a school and I was, I was hooked. I just knew that's what I wanted to do. So I declared my major sophomore, no, second semester of freshman year and just never look back. I really love what I do. I'm very passionate about it. And then five years ago, I've been practicing 20 years. And then five years ago, I had the idea for a therapy product, which is a set of flashcards called the Action Builder Cards. And I had never created a product before or anything like that. I had no idea what I was doing, just had this little idea. And I created my business because of that. So I was like, created the product. Then I was like, oh my gosh, I need a website. And then a year later, I was like, oh my goodness, I, now I need a blog. And then wow. a couple of years later, it was like, oh my gosh, you know, almost two years, I need a podcast. And so that's kind of how my business has grown. And my business really started to grow kind of exponentially when COVID hit because we do make digital products as well. And so people really needed our online resources and a big part of my business are these courses that we offer for parents and professionals. And so I really love being able to, to reach people that way um, with autism being one in 44. So it's touching a lot of lives. And so, and now, you know, that my business has grown so much now I can work from home. You know, some days I'm, you know, doing something at night and some days I'm going somewhere and I'm doing a training and other days I'm here and I'm taking my kids to school and making their lunches. And so that's really been important to me to be here and to be present for my kids. And so I think building this business has, you know, I've really wanted to do it so that I could be home more with my own kids. Yeah. Sure. And for ABA speech, what exactly do you help parents with or um, professionals with in the area of speech pathology? Yeah. So we have courses and a podcast called Autism Outreach, and we help autistic learners find their voice. So, you know, oftentimes if you have a, a younger child who maybe is not yet talking and maybe you say something to the pediatrician and then maybe you do get 
sometimes they say, oh, well, you know, they, they might be okay. Let's wait and see, right? Which is not the best thing to do. Um, and what our courses do are they help parents understand how you can start working on communication skills at home. You know, we had, I had a parent actually find me through TikTok, which is funny enough. I have a TikTok for ABA speech and she asked me a question. I answered it through a TikTok. That same day she bought my course. She's now helping out with some like video uh, project that we're doing. And her son is two and he's newly diagnosed with autism. And she was really trying to find answers and support in this time because sometimes parents will get an appointment to get an evaluation, but they're on a wait list. And so here we go. We're waiting a month. We're waiting two months. It depends on your region. It depends on how COVID is. I mean, I know here in Ohio, I feel like everybody has COVID again. So there's a lot of different factors. And then the parent here, they know that they need to support their child's communication and they're just not sure how to. So our courses fill that gap and they help parents work on communication in the home environment. Wow. And what are some ways parents and or caregivers, maybe even teachers, if they're listening to this, or even people in the community, if there's someone who, you know, if it was someone in my family, how can we help to involve communication in the home for children with special needs? What are some tips that you would say to give to somebody? And I would say, imagine, uh, uh, first and foremost, the parent. Um, So Mm -hmm. what are some tips and strategies that they can have there? Yeah. If your child has any type of delay of communication, something that I think is so important that we know as parents just in general is to is to read with our kids. Reading can be such a nice time. And I think just not demanding anything. We don't want to demand anything from our kids during that time. We just want to make it fun. We don't want to make them point to pictures. We don't want to make them label things. That's not the point. The point of reading a book together is that shared joy, that shared engagement. And it's great for just building rapport with your kid, doing something that's fun. You're not asking them to like put their clothes away or like, you know, run an errand or something like that. So it's just like a shared time. It's a routine for your kids. And there's so much vocabulary that can be involved in that too. So I love just reading a book together. I think that's a really great idea. If your kids are younger, singing a song, you know, I think wheels on the bus is super fun that a lot of people know because there's motions and maybe your kid's not talking yet, but maybe you can show them the motions for wheels on the bus. And, you know, as my kids are older, like we have Alexa, so they take turns, you know, picking out different songs. So whatever is appropriate for your child, just think about what do they love and enjoy and how can you be a part of that routine as well? And what are some things to look out for? I know you said one in 44, which I did not know. Mm, yeah. And actually, I had a, a friend reach out to me, but now I know you, a, a colleague, actually, someone I know from my local chamber. And they were like, you know, do you know anybody that helps with autistic children? Oh, yeah. Now, my midwife, she has autistic children. So I, yeah. I said, well, here, talk with her because I'm sure, mm-hmm. you know, we're in Florida, show resources, but now it's great that I have you as a connection. But yeah. you said one in 44. So, Wow. Um, what are some qualities or characteristics or what are some things, you know, for parents to kind of look yeah. for to, to say that hmm, maybe let me let me think or that they would reach out to you and say, hey. Yeah. Yeah. No, some big, you know, signs that your child may need support are not making eye contact. That's definitely a characteristic of autism. Not responding to their name. Mm. Not pointing. You know, pulling you using your hand as a tool to do different things. 
Okay. Those, and you know, if your child is not saying a word, single words by one, it's time to definitely, you know, reach out to your early intervention, you know, your, your pediatrician sure. and every state's going to be different, but here in Ohio, you know, there's early intervention providers that will come to your home and do an assessment. Then once your child turns three, you need to contact your local school district if you're going to go the public school route. And for free, they will do an evaluation, give you the results, and then recommend services based on that evaluation. And then what, of course, you have local in your state or how it goes, mm-hmm. understandably so. Yes. Um, wow. So what is the importance, you being a speech pathologist, of learning how to communicate with our little ones on all levels? And how does that transition into adulthood? And how does behavior correlate with communication <laughs> or lack thereof? Kind of. Full, oh, yeah. Full, yeah. That's a big one. Yes. I mean, even with my own children who are typically developing, I think just talking about typical children. There's a lot of behavior and communication. Even when my daughter, my kids are all typically developing, but when my one daughter, my first daughter, you know, she would get frustrated because she wanted something and she couldn't tell us because she wasn't talking yet. So we taught her baby sign. So we taught her very specific signs for things that she really loved and enjoyed. Often daycares will teach the sign more, but that's really not the best sign because you need to have something to have more of something. So if you're standing here and I'm, one, and I'm signing more, but I have nothing. And then I'm crying because you're asking me, well, what do you want? What do you want more of? That's not really what you want. You want something more specific. So we taught my daughter more specific signs that seem to help. I think as kids get older, I always try to prep my kids for different transitions. You know, like even tonight, I'm going to be on a podcast when I get home from soccer practice. (laughs) Mommy's going to be on a podcast. I don't want any surprises. So I try to just like set up the environment so that it's positive. You know, okay, we're leaving for school at 825. That's what time we're leaving for school. If you need help with something, say, I need help with this. You know, my son is seven. He gets frustrated about stuff. So I try to prep my kids. I try to set up the environment for success. I try to be calm. And then I try to give them the language. I mean, we all fly off the handle and we all reach a limit where we're, you know, but I try to be neutral and I try to be positive. And if my kid's trying to communicate something with me, I try to give them the language that I think that they need to say during that time to model it. I love that. And, you know, it's so funny, as you were saying that, it's like, you know, you have some of the old school that's like, oh, we have to, you know, everything that they they call like the, our, our new way of parenting, which obviously has been shown through so much research that certain there's certain things coming out because they work. But mm-hmm. as you're sitting there, I'm like, but even in adults, we have to talk like that. When you're talking right. to your spouse, communication is the level of everything. So to mm-hmm. me, Take out whatever you might think, old school, new school, whatever that is. Let's just look at the facts here. If I'm mm-hmm. talking to a child, imagine what skill sets they would develop or how much further they can go if they learn how to communicate at a young age the proper way. Because mm-hmm. think of, goodness, I think they say other than finance, I think one of the issues that marriages you know, end in divorce is lack of communication or not understanding mm-hmm. or you're not comprehending, even though you know all of that, a lot of it ties to communication. So it's funny how, as you're saying that, I'm like, you know, they're making it seem like we're being so to your point, setting them up for success and explaining things. Cause I explain everything to my son. He'll be five. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think we give kids credit we're due. And the most time when I explain, he kind of calms down and I'm like, but mm-hmm. that's what I do with my husband. That's what I do yeah. with my, you know, that's what we do as adults. <laughs> right. Good communicators do, but I don't think everybody does that. So, I mean, I think yeah. the fact that you're doing that's good. And even when 
kids are really little, that's another strategy is kind of narrating your day. You know, like, oh, mommy has is doing the laundry now. I'm folding. Do you want to help fold? Oh, here, you can take a sock. You know, just all those things kind of narrating your day, talking to your kids like they understand sure. you, like they're tiny little humans. I mean, that's yes. really another strategy that you can just simply narrate your day, which for me just comes so second nature, I think, because I'm a speech therapist. But other people just may not think of things like that. And it is important. But to the point, it's like, but if we started from young, then maybe everyone would have better communication skills if we learned to communicate with each other that way. What can the overall community do? And when I say community, I say in general, to support parents of children with special needs and autism. What are things that we can do? Yeah, I think just not being judgmental. I think that sometimes if you see a kid in a Target or a store having a meltdown or a tantrum, you know, there's way more to what's happening than you know about. So just shut your mouth and try to lend support and don't judge and and just try to be supportive. Everybody's just trying to do the best that they can. And, you know, I look at the world through a different lens because of what I do for a living. But if I see somebody that's acting that way in public, I know that there is something and, you know, you could offer support. And if the parent doesn't want it or, you know, that's fine. But just trying to you know, remain calm and not judgmental. And, you know, if a parent tells you, oh, you know, we're going to do this type of intervention or we're going to do this type of intervention, say, you know, I hope that's great. It sounds like that's really going to be helpful and supportive. Don't tell people, you know, like, oh, I heard that's terrible or you shouldn't do that or don't start therapy yet. You know, their uncle didn't talk till they were six and you go with your gut because everybody has an opinion and usually you have not asked for it. So don't give don't give your opinions unless people ask for your support. <laughs> I love that. Um, mm-hmm. Do you want to clarify any misconceptions about children with autism or even parents or anything that you want to say? Because to your point, like you said, it yeah. can be very judgmental if people don't know. Right. So here's your kind of platform to say what are some misconceptions or things you want to kind of clear up now? Or yeah, clear? I mean, I think the big thing is that, you know, autism is not an illness. It is the way a person's brain thinks. You know, another thing is like, and this is kind of like people, you may have heard of it, like saying high functioning versus low functioning. Like that's very out. Like people don't, it's not the right thing to say. Um, And so, you know, it's not a compliment to tell somebody that their kid seems high functioning. It's just in the autism community, that's very that's very bad. It's very poo-pooed. So, you know, we just talk about, you know, if a student is not yet speaking, we would just say, oh, you know, they have high support needs in the area of communication. And I really think just talking to parents about, you know, lend, you know, be there to be a support, but you don't have to say all the things. I think just kind of listening, like I had another mom in a Girl Scout troop, her, her daughter did not have autism, but had another type of delay. And it was like a fresh diagnosis and she was just really emotional and just needed people to talk with. She didn't want to hear all the things we had to say because really you don't know what to say in that situation. So you were just listening and being supportive, you know, and I think that's, I think that's what's so important. It's really just a different way that people's, that people's brains are, are thinking and working. You are a mom of multiples and a business owner. What are some ways that you release, reset and recharge to make sure that you're at your best? Ooh, um, tomorrow I'm going to go to Pilates. So I do like to work out. And today I went to Orange Theory. So I do. That is something I love and enjoy. I do really love TikTok. I know it sounds so dumb, but (laughs) I really like when the COVID hit and me and my kids were just like, boop-a-doop, we started a, a family account. And now I have one for my business, ABA Speech. But 
I do find a lot of joy. Like I will send my mom who's 80, almost 85. I will send her, you know, pet videos that she thinks are absolutely hilarious. So that brings me a lot of joy. And I love like, I'll watch a Netflix show. I mean, I usually fall asleep, but I try, you know what I mean? Like, and I read, but I read business books or they're about autism. So, but I do like to read too. So yeah. yeah but even if it's a business book, if it uplifts you and gives you something a roll with it you know before we get into how people can connect with you and any other final thoughts do you outsource any of your personal or business tasks and if so what do you outsource and help you kind of get through all of the things oh that's i love that question yes absolutely i like to outsource so we do have a cleaning lady on a personal level level we have a cleaning lady twice a month When I was doing my business and I was working and being a mom, we actually had somebody for a couple months that was coming to do our laundry and putting it away every single week because I was doing way too many things and I was just like trying to get through the last school year. Um, And yeah, I mean, I like to outsource stuff. In my business, absolutely. I mean, I have a podcast manager. I have a graphic designer. I have a tech team. I have an assistant. I have somebody that helps with certain parts of my business. So absolutely. I think it's so important. When I first started, I did every single thing. I made my logo. I did the copy. I did the posting. I did the lives. But now I realize that there's more power in me doing the tasks that I need to do and that I can have somebody train somebody to do the other tasks. Like my assistant, I just met online in like an assistant Facebook group. And she's been with me almost three years, you know? So I think it it goes back to ongoing communication and like helping somebody, you know, like understanding what needs to be done, taking the time to train that person appropriately, checking back in. And we talk all the time. So absolutely. Outsourcing is is definitely key to, to doing all the things. Love it. Where can people connect with you and any final thoughts to the podcast community? Yeah, absolutely. Come and visit me. I'm at ABA Speech. You can Google that and find me anywhere, anywhere you go for social media. Um, ABAspeech.org is my website. And the course that I was discussing that's more geared towards parents is called Start Communicating Today. And so if your child has a delay or your child has autism or you're on a wait list, it is a great course to get you started with communication strategies in the home. Nice. Awesome. Any other final thoughts? Thanks so much for having me. And if you have any questions about autism, make sure that you reach out. Thank you so much, Rose. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on and continued blessings to you for love and light. Thank you for listening to this impactful episode of the Motherhood Village podcast. Subscribe to my show so you'll never miss a future episode. You may also rate and review on Apple Podcasts and share this episode with someone that can use it as part of their Motherhood Village. Remember, your village can take up many forms and you do not have to do it alone. Connect with me at themotherhoodvillage.com. Blessings to you for love and light.